everyone and welcome to episode 10 and the series one final recording of our Work Happy podcast. This podcast connects with comms and engagement professionals who are leading the future of workplace engagement within some of the biggest global brands. We've been lucky enough to be joined by experts from IKEA, Virgin Media, The Co-op, BT, TUI and Shell, just to name a few. We've been hearing how they've used the Microsoft 365 tools to keep people connected. We started this podcast following an internal team meeting where we talked about the audience engagement and channels that we use to connect to the audience of Silicon Reef. We just kicked off a webinar series in March 2020, but so had the rest of the world. And the term video fatigue was being more and more prevalent. So we switched our medium to the growing preferred format and the podcast was born. Switching channels and adapting to external influences is something that many of our guests have told us about in the episodes. And this is a reflection episode which aims to summarise some of the highlights we discussed. One thing that was apparent in all of our conversations was the importance of getting the right mix of channels for communicating with employees. In episode one, when speaking to Guy and Daniela at IKEA, they said that the channel mix is all about keeping it simple for employees to engage regardless of location or job role. We need to make it as easy as possible and as quick as possible for them to just plug and play with content mm-hmm. like Flatpak TV or, or anything else that we're doing. So we then, of course, email alerts. We have screens within the stores um, where we, we put the content up there as well. And, you know, any which way we can, we try not to be too precious about it. But for us, again, it's all about the simplicity and making it as easy as we can for those who are, who are working so hard in uh, such trying circumstances. As impressive as it is to have a TV show, not everyone will have the means to be able to do that. Similarly, Becca Sykes from the co-op said that it's all about understanding that every employee has a different set of motivators and ensuring your comms channels reflect that. Each individual has a different set of motivators of things that they care about. So giving them a little bit of everything and, 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 and scattergunning that on as many channels as possible in order that they might see a bit of a something somewhere, if you know what I mean, uh, but that they can't fail to miss it because we've peppered it throughout, but taking different angles. Both IKEA and Colt were full of praise for Yammer in particular from the Microsoft suite and the impact that using Yammer has had on helping to surface and share stories across their workforce. For IKEA, Yammer is about finding the magic. For us, the stories that we want to find and share, we use Yammer as an example as some place just to to surface these stories that are happening at a store level. And colleagues in the store have no expectation that this is going to be spotted and lifted up and shared with 170,000 other colleagues around the world. And um, when it happens, that's that's where the magic is for us. And for co-op, it's about finding those stories and amplifying them across their channels to all employees. I think it's about celebrating the stories and telling the stories as they appear. And, th- and that's where Yammer is absolutely crucial because not only can colleagues go on there and see the stories themselves, but also we can mine Yammer for the great things and share them more widely on different channels because, of course, not all colleagues have got access to those channels. We also spoke to some guests who've explored some unconventional methods that may have been considered too complex or costly with production crews involved in the past. But perhaps it's now a new normal that connecting leaders with organisations through vlogging. At TUI, Dawn Robinson and Samantha Dye told us about their MD's vlogging experience. 
right at the start of the pandemic in UK and Ireland, the managing director took to vlogging. He's a he's a dab hand now with his iPhone and some post-it notes. And he was doing weekly updates from his home for all colleagues, whether they were working or furloughed. One of my favourite ideas that we heard about from Lauren Tiller at BT was about the Friday afternoon radio show that one of her colleagues started just to try and keep people's morale up and also take requests and have a bit of fun during the pandemic. And what a great idea it was and what great innovation to be able to have some fun, get people engaged and connected, but do it in a way that makes people smile. One thing that I really, really loved during coronavirus, COVID, was this this guy, a colleague called Roy at BT. He um, set up his own radio show. So every week he would do, <laughs> it was so much fun. Every week he, he still does actually, um, has his own equipment and he live streams his own radio set and he takes requests and he gives shout outs. And it's basically from four to five on a Friday. It's like a kind of drive home thing. And I thought that was such a lovely way to reach out to colleagues that you've never met and try and make them a bit, maybe feel a bit more inclusive and feel a bit happier at work. And that's, that's still going strong. And I, I think that's just an example of how, BT colleagues have really come together. But getting the channels right is only part of the equation. What you share on the channels and how you make your colleagues feel is just as important. A lot of our guests spoke about creating a feeling of togetherness and keeping employees at the heart of your comms. At IKEA in particular, togetherness is really embedded as part of the culture. And we heard about the Bible that they referred to as part of their organisation as well. That's the solid foundation of who they are as an entity. I think that that is also something that is like almost like the base of our culture, how we together can achieve things. It's not about me and it's definitely not about God, <laughs> <laughs> but it's about what we can do together. And when we do it together, that's when we actually achieve the biggest impact. And on a similar theme, Jess Lonsdale from Virgin Media highlighted how keeping employees at the heart of everything they do is central to their internal comms. How do we make sure that we put the employee at the heart of our communication so that it's easy, it's simple, it's really obvious and it's all interconnected rather than expecting them to go from place to place? Because you wouldn't as a customer. So why should we expect our employees to be any different with how they consume content and how they access our tools? Part of creating that feeling of togetherness is encouraging two-way communications and listening to employees. This was something else that many of our guests felt was important part of their communication strategy. And after explaining how Virgin Media keep employees at the heart, Jess also discussed how they're working on finding the optimum method for gathering feedback from colleagues. Our challenge at the moment, which I'm sure is for many of us, is finding the optimum number of questions. So You want to know everything, but actually people aren't going to spend five minutes filling out a survey or even clicking the link. So you want to know what's the absolute minimum that you need to know in order to make and improve what you're doing and to make sure that you get, you know, a representative sample of people actually filling it out. That's the challenge that we have. Kate Goodman of the Good Comms Company also shared the importance of listening, a lesson that she's learned after working with a number of clients on internal communication strategies. Active listening is just crucial to the success of any communications campaign or any any change campaign within a business. You've got to be listening to the people who are experts on the phone. Inevitably, the series has seen a lot of discussion around the impact of the pandemic and how we work. 
Flexible working was something which came up a lot with our guests and definitely something that will be a lasting change for many companies. For Jessica Noble and Hayley Johnston at the RNLI, embracing flexible working has helped to widen the workforce. Our little team, you know, we're, we're no longer all based around our support centre in Dorset. Um, we're all over the place and that shouldn't actually matter. You know, actually, we should be able to bring in the people to our organisation who are the right people and not worry about where they're based. But as with any big organisational changes, it's important to make sure that you have the tools to achieve it. At the co-op, Becca and her team have used Microsoft Teams to help collaborate regardless of whether her colleagues are at home or in the office. We're also setting up our meeting rooms to um, seamlessly connecting with Teams so that we can have people in the office and people at home collaborating and on the same call in the best way possible. But... We know that flexible working isn't a blanket approach that works for every company. At BT, Lauren explained that they're more likely to take a person-by-person approach, which, for me, is exactly what WorkHappy is about. It's an each individual has their preference on how they work. I think if we were speaking in general terms, homeworking won't be favoured. I don't think they're going to... I don't think they'll be favouring that work-from-home approach for the future. But... I think they'll be taking it on a user-by-user user basis, so actually taking everyone's personal situation into account. The changes in how we work and live have inevitably meant that supporting colleagues is now more vital than ever before. We spoke with our guests about the different types of support their organisations offer and how they're communicating the support to their colleagues. For IKEA's global workforce, it's important for them to offer support across the board to all employees. Again, it's a mix between what's sort of happening at a global level and then where it comes from the grassroots. So, of course, at a global level, there is just a whole multitude of programs, literally too many to mention, where there's professional support available to each and every one of the 170,000 colleagues around the world. If they are feeling stressed or, or anxious or or overworked or burnt out or whatever it might be. Or lonely. Yeah, or lonely yeah. even. You know, There is professional people they can talk to, they can reach out for, they can look for support, they can apply for, for leave or for mm. time or, or whatever that might be. Kate Faxon from UCL spoke about the importance of their Belong program, something which is available to all UCL employees from the moment they become an employee to help make sure that every staff member feels welcome from the offset. So there's a whole portfolio of things that go into Belong, but it's about yeah really focusing on what you need to know immediately when you start UCL. What are all of those questions that over the 20 years that I've worked here, I've picked up on, but that you may not know in your first um, few weeks. Ultimately, the Work Happy podcast seeks to understand what Work Happy means to different people in different roles across different organisations. So we had to ask the question. Our guests had lots of different answers and opinions, and we learned that Working Happy looks different to everyone. For Becca at the co-op, Work Happy is about feeling proud. Work happy for me is working for a company whose values and, and ethos I absolutely agree with and, and that gives me those abil- that ability to feel proud of where I work and the ability, therefore, to share that pride with others and, and others within the, the organisation. Whilst at TUI, working happy is focusing on your outcomes and not your hours worked. For the organisation, I think Work Happy is all about outcome-based. It's not about watching the clock and going, oh, I've got 
10 minutes what to waste sit here and make it look busy i mean virtual working means no one's watching you so you focus on outcomes and for lauren at bt working happy is about enjoying your work rather than enduring it so i think i read i read a statistic somewhere that that said more than half of us think that work is something to be endured and that stress is something to be expected and that should that just comes with a job and I think work happy just means the opposite of that. Dana Poole at Shell made comment that culture has now been evolving and connecting people through the use of Teams videos, for example, and that's enabling them to be able to support each other and empathise, which again is enabling them to work happy. Now, I think the pandemic has added kind of a new dimension to culture, and that is self-care and care for each other. We didn't have this before, or at least not to this extent. Every meeting starts with an HSSE moment. And for the past year, these, you know, have been dominated by COVID. Personal stories, advice on how to stay safe, how to manage stress and well-being, and just listening, just listening and being there for each other. That's how we go through it. That's how we kind of manage to focus on work and deliver excellence together. Our focus in the first series has been to talk about how communications professionals have adapted to the COVID pandemic, sharing stories of overcoming challenges. We've heard how the Microsoft tools of SharePoint, Yammer and Teams have all helped connect us while we've been so distant and sharing company updates in a time of communications was much needed. When so many organisations are realising the benefits of home working for their workforce and providing employees flexibility, The next series will focus on the hybrid workforce and how internal communications and change teams are playing their parts in shaping the new world of work. Thank you to all of our guests who joined us for series one, and I really hope that you've enjoyed listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the Work Happy podcast, please get in touch with me on alex at siliconreef.co.uk or drop me a contact request via LinkedIn. Have a great summer and see you in the autumn.